All right, welcome uh, those that are watching out there in video land and those that are in the house to our midweek service. And we're going to be... We're going to be talking about um, the vision, supernatural restoration, uh, something that we started on Sunday. And um, I was really kind of meditating. Um, God is amazing how he gives us, he gives us what he wants and he gives us the part that we need. He gives us the part that we need to be obedient. We want the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, we want the whole plan. But he gives us the part. He gives us just enough to be obedient. And, and I think it helps us. Uh, it helps because sometimes with too much information, there's more information in our head, there's more we'll be concerned about, worry about, or process how we see it playing out. But with God, he gives us what we need and just say be obedient from there. And so now we can't get in the way when he starts to manifest and do the things he wants to do. Um, all right, so let's, let's, let's get into talking about this, and we're going to, we'll start here at um, Joel chapter 2. And so we, we were talking about supernatural restoration and how God's trying to restore some things. And, but, but let's take a look at what's been happening right under our noses and why we're in a position where God uh, recognizes or realizes or actually is, is, is desiring to restore some things in our lives, okay? That's what we're going to do. We're going to look at what's been happening right under our noses because God just doesn't come up with a vision of restoration if restoration is not needed. Um, and sometimes, uh, you ever been in situations where you could be at a job and, you know, it's time for evaluation and people are telling you you need some work or some things you need to adjust and change, and you look at them like they're crazy. Yeah. And a lot of times you're looking at them like they're crazy. Why? <laughs> Benicia said, because they're telling you that now when it's time for you to get your money. Uh, so since Benicia volunteered to be a part of the sermon, uh, no, they're actually actually reminding you of what they've been telling you the whole time. Some things we locked into, some things we took for granted, some things we didn't pay attention to. But actually, and in most cases, they're telling you what they told you when they first gave you the job. But a lot of times, again, we took it for granted, not really didn't pay attention. And, you know, no one wants to uh, know that there's chink in their armor, right? Right? You know, even as we grow. Like, if somebody tells you all that you're going through is because of you, how do you feel about that? It's got to be because of my parents, right? Right? Has to be. It's got to be because of the, poor, the bad relationship, right? Has to be. I mean, like, it can't be me. I was, I was, talking, to, <laughs> I was talking to a, a man of God, and he was, he was uh, sharing with someone that's um, had quite a few... Uh, committed relationships that's, that's been broken up. And he says, you know, um, uh, I'm not saying no names, but the person, if you see this, you're going to know I'm talking about you, but I need to use you as this example. And so the person was like, uh, and people are going to say, uh, 
in all the situations, what was similar in all the situations? Us. Right? When we look at all these different situations, what was there in every situation? And I know in all of, all of my situations, there was something that was always there. Me. Right? <laughs> uh, what did Trina say this morning? Trina, what did you say? Uh, uh, you said sometimes we're, we're uh, did you say meditating or reflecting on the information? Taking it all in. That's what it was. Sometimes we're just taking it all in, right? Uh, <laughs> I would that. Oh, we have a we we have a loud way of taking it all in. <laughs> Even though it's quiet, it's a, it's it's you probably don't realize how loud you are in the spirit. Even though in the natural, it's silence. In the spirit, it's very loud. So when you see me reacting like that, it's like really loud in the spirit. <laughs> so I do it for you. Ah! All right, let's 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 look here at uh, Joel two twenty five, and this, and this is a good part. The twenty five is, is the good part, right? It says, "And I will restore to you the years the locusts." Uh, and uh, my Bible is underlined; might not be in yours, but you can circle and underline locusts. Uh, the years that the locusts have eaten. The canker worm, you can circle or underline that, and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. So caterpillar and palmer worm, please circle or underline those. It says, and then he says, my great army, which I sent among you. And, and, and then it says, and ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God, almost as if we haven't been doing that, that has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed, Right? So this is the good news, right? All right, 27. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, or my people, and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall, again, never, key word, be ashamed. Right? Um, and it says, and it shall come to pass afterward, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Now, this is interesting. He said, I will restore the years the locust has eaten. And so, so, so what, what, what has happened in this, this locust eating process is there's been years of sorrow, uh, um, uh, years of bags with holes in it, years of devour, and pretty much an all-out assault of the enemy, Right? So there's been years of sorrow that he's, he wants to restore. Years of putting money in bags with holes in it, right? Years of devour, right? And pretty much an all-out assault of the enemy. Now, the interesting thing is he, he communicated his restoration by highlighting what has been assaulting us, Right? You know, he talked about, you know, of course, the locust, canker worm, uh, the caterpillar, and the palmer worm. And, and, and these locusts, these forms of locusts, uh, locusts are like weeds. Like if you study out locusts, locusts, they multiply like fast. And like weeds, you know, like you, you could try to plant your grass, your flowers or whatever, and 
you got to be patient, right? You ain't plant the weed, and you don't need to be patient. Weed springs up. Like, you, you have your grass, your grass will be slowly growing, and the weeds will be standing tall, way above the grass. Like, without you, you ain't got to go out and water them. You don't have to do nothing. And locusts are the same way. They're like weeds. They multiply so fast. See, this is the thing. Things that don't give love or give, or, or give life but take life aren't resisted in, this, in this, this worldly realm. So the reason why weeds grow so fast is because they have no resistance. They're not fighting against any current. They're in the climate that, they're, that they can just jump out. Locusts, they populate fast. There's no resistance. Things that give life uh, wonderful plants, beautiful purpose, right, have to have, are, are fighting through resistance because it's a dark world and that light is fighting against the suppression of the darkness, right? That life is fighting against the suppression of, 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 of lifelessness or, or things that are dead because of the little G God of this world. You know, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, right? And so, 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 so these weeds and things, they just, they, they just flourish out of nowhere. I, I, I was meditating on this. The scripture says this in John 10, 10, the thief does what? Sums to, okay, well, look, steal, kill, and destroy. It's, it's amazing how you, you're going to see this common trifactor here, you know, like even in the category of the covering of the locust, you had the, the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the caterpillar. Then you have here steal, kill, and destroy. So the thief is, you know, of course, seeking whom he may devour, right? We talked about devour is something that God is trying to restore, right? And we're going to talk about how he ends up devouring, right? But, and then we, 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 we know his whole goal is to take away, as we talked about, our fresh start. Like, like, like we're not alone, though. Let's look at back in the Bible and you'll see, uh, the Messiah was coming into the world, right? They kept hearing about the Messiah. And so when it was time for him to be born, you know, the wise man went out, but Herod was like, just let us know if you find out where he's at. Well, the, 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 the wise man didn't tell Herod, but he, they, 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 they still said, well, since we don't know who, who, who the Messiah is, let's just take out all the people born at that time, right? Look, look. Let's take away a fresh start. We got to figure out some way to stop this thing at the root. If you think about a part of the curse, a part of the after everybody flipped in the garden, a part of you, so you had, so, so now up to that point, you didn't have to work for anything, even for things to, to grow. Right? You didn't need to, there was no resistance because everything was in what? The atmosphere of God. After sin now, man had to work to produce tiller of the ground. Woman had to work to produce child, something that's natural to her design. Right? It says she would labor. Right? Then the adversary had to work to even walk. Right? But what if you think, so, so he had to crawl, he had to squirm, which, which, which we're going to parallel that in a little while. But if you notice something, it said that her seed would bruise his head. And it said that there was going to be uh, enmity. There was going to be like, there wasn't going to be harmony. So he was always going to be after that seed. 
He's, so, so he's after the seed more than the fruit because he knows if I get the seed, I got the fruit. Right? Think about that for a second. All right. And so God is saying, I'm trying to restore not just the fruit, but even the seed. Right? I'm restoring it at the core right now. And it's so interesting. It says if the thief be caught, he has to return to you sevenfold if he be caught. See, that, that subtly the adversary's been doing stealing stuff. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I'm sure you guys see this. And I was, you know, I watch, I, I, I'm, my mind just operates this way. So I watch commercials, you know, I rarely watch commercials, but if I catch one, they'll be uh, selling medication. And so, so it'll be medication to help you sleep, uh, medication for anxiety, medication, I don't know, for nosebleeds, whatever. But when those commercials first came out, uh, me and my wife used to always talk. We'd be like, you got to read the fine print. Because right on the, the commercial, right at the fine print, it'll say all the symptoms, which were life-threatening. Well, that's because they thought we were paying attention. They don't even do that now. Now they're telling you even what the fire prince say. On the commercial, and they're saying it just as smooth as, hey, yeah, you can get some sleep. That's exciting, right? Hey, uh, could cause death. Like in the same breath. Right, because what? They're, 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 they're trying to steal something from you, but they're packaging it like, this is a great benefit, man. You can get some rest. Now, it could cause you some ulcers. Um, you may have some bleeding. Uh, there's a chance you could die. Hey, but I'm going to tell you what. Tonight, you're going to get some sleep. <laughs> Pastor Mel said, you might not wake up, but you're going to get some sleep. And, and so it's, but we got to catch that thief. Like, we got to be laughing at that. Like, are we serious right now? You give me one good thing in exchange for seven crazy possibilities, and I'm supposed to go for the one good thing? All right, now some of y'all saying right, but some of y'all, <laughs> some of y'all on that medication, right? No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not. In Jesus' name, you're not. I hope you're not. Let's go. <laughs> Jamal said you're getting some good sleep. <laughs> Sleeping so good, I haven't woken up, right? So, Joel 1. Let's go to Joel 1. Let's look at this, 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 this move here because God never gives waste words. He could have used anything. He could, I'm restoring the years that the ant have taken away. I'm restoring the years that the cow took away. I'm restoring the years the lion and the cat took away. Why did he use these examples? Every time you see something in the Bible, go, go deeper. Ask yourself why. Why that? Why these examples? Why did you break it down this way, Lord? I said, Joel chapter 1 is before Joel chapter 2 when he started talking about this stuff. Verse 4. It says, look, he says, that which the palmer worm, mention it again, has left, has the locust eaten. He says, and that which the locust have left, the, the canker worm eaten. And that which the canker worm has left, the caterpillar eaten. So, so what he's saying is like, like at each of these levels, if something didn't get consumed, there was something in the waiting to consume what was left. He said that he just kept going deeper in what was taken away, and he's saying, I'm restoring all these levels, right? Now, the interesting thing is that palm worm that he talked about at the beginning, uh, these are uh, a swarming type uh, creatures, and they're the, 
what you call larva or this, the immature form is larva. They're the larva for the beetle. So palmer worms, when they evolve and mature, they turn into beetles, right? Now, the interesting thing is th this is the immature stage of the, 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 uh, the beetle is the thirsty stage. And so at this stage, uh, they operate uh, to cut off or, uh, you know, they, they, they swarm at a, at a place where they, they almost can restrict the natural growth of something, right? And, and so this, this, this swarming indicates cutting off, but it's, it's, it's where God uses this example to show how the adversary tries to swarm us with sorrow and grief. See, the, the palmer worm is pictured as filling you with grief and cutting you off from the joys of this life. Right? Uh, look, let's, let's look at 1 first, first Timothy. 1 first Timothy is a good scripture that we'll, we'll call it the palmer worm scripture, okay? 1 Timothy 6. 1 Timothy 6, and we'll lock in here at a familiar verse at this church, but verse 10. It says, the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Right? Many sorrows. Look, swarmed. Now think about this. You know, I was meditating on this. Think about this. This system, if you get caught up in keeping up, you never catch up. No matter what you have, you need more. Right? Because it's set up where they keep changing the bars, you get successes. And so they have you going, yeah, you're growing in the Lord, but, but what degree do you have? Yeah, you're growing in the Lord, but what business do you have? Yeah, you're growing in the Lord, but how much money do you have? What, what house do you have? What kind of car do you have? Like it, everything is set up so you're not at peace in the presence of God. And you're pierced through with many sorrows. So, so now I'm going to start to steal your significance, right? So we look, see, once our significance is not what God purposed and designed us to do. Do you understand what God designed you to do doesn't keep up with everything going on in the world? Because the world will get out ahead of themselves, right? And, and God has us going at a pace, right? All right, just think about that for a second. All right, so now we got this... Uh, uh, it says what the palm worm left, the locust ate. Now, now that, that locust is, is, is a, is a, we talked about it multiplies fast. It multiplies, but it's, it's, a, it's kind of a cutting multiplication. So uh, it multiplies so it can overwhelm. And so what happens is as the adversary has been trying to steal stuff from us, he tries to multiply difficulties upon us, right? He's trying to drown that still, small voice. So, so, so at first, I got to get you caught up, like suggestibility, right? Get you caught up. Now, once I get you caught up in keeping up, now I'm going to overwhelm you with, well, you might want to do this. Do you think you want to do that? Well, you need to network. Well, you need to go here. Well, did you go there? Did you make such and such? Well, if you don't do this, you're not going to make it. And before you know it, you're, 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 you're all over the place trying to keep up. And then if you're not sure what you're supposed to do, you got seven different things going on, and you got to keep up with all the standards of all those things, and you're still trying to keep up with your growth and maturity in your life. 
And there's always somebody that was there ahead of you that's, you notice they're not offering considerations. Around here, we offer considerations. You know, we are, we're on Bible study fellowship. There's things we put on the table. We say, hey, I just want to offer this. No, they're not offering. They're going, are you crazy? Why aren't you doing this? Right? And so what it is is what? I want to overwhelm you. Right? Now I'm, I'm, I'm stealing more of you at another level. Because you're so busy trying to uh, honor what I say and value what, what I think and trying to measure up, you can't hear God. So now you're not playing off of God's leading, you're playing off of the most confident voice. And it keeps changing. Every minute, every hour, every day, every, every opportunity, there's always a different dominant voice. At first, it was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. I was talking to such and such, man. And they seem like, you know, they've been in this for a while. And then you talk to somebody else. And be like, well, you know what? But I was talking to such and such, and they said this is different. And then, oh, no, but I was talking to such and such. And before you know it, you can't hear God. And it doesn't make a difference what level you're at. We're supposed to be hearing from God. See, the scripture says, uh, when an enemy comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard. That standard is his word and his voice. So no matter what comes at you, that's nice. What all of you guys are saying are wonderful, but God didn't tell me that. Right? In the middle of the earthquake and the thunderstorm, there was a still small voice. And God is not competing. Right? You got to quiet yourself to hear him. Right? And so, 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 so that's that locust trying to take some things out. Now you got the canker worm, or they call it the hopping locust. Right? And the inchworm. Now, now, this is the larva or the, the, immature, the, the immature form of the moth, right? So, so the canker worm actually evolves into a moth. It changes also. And so, so the, the canker worm is, is the, the licking and lapping worm. And what it does is it wears things away, right? Basically, it... it it, it, you know, this is uh, parallel to wearing away your hope. You just, you, you, you're, you're faithful, you're questioning, then you're not sure, then you're losing a little hope, then you have no hope at all. There's holes in your hope, right? And, and so, you know, if you think about even when the canker worm evolves, it ends up being a moth, and why do we put down moth balls? So ain't no holes in our clothes, right? And you don't even know how it happened. Like you never saw it. You just look up and you'd be like, this was a brand new outfit, <laughs> right? You know, my wife had this St. John's suit. She pulled the thing out. It was a, a big hole in the back, right? Like, babe, like I haven't even worn it. She was waiting, you know, because, you know, it, it was a certain size. She was waiting. And the moth was like, that's okay. I'll use it for a meal. It put holes in it. Now, this is so interesting because you have, the, you have the sorrow, you have the overwhelming you. Now you have, like, even when you gain, you can't, you can't retain. You gain, but you can't retain because there's holes in your life. Now, let's look here at uh, uh, Haggai. Like this, now, this is what God is trying to, trying to restore. Does that make sense? Right? He's trying to uh, uh, restore some things. I'm, I'm, where is Haggai? 
you know, you guys and your, your wonderful wisdom of, of where everything is at. Uh, what you call them says inside the Bible. All right. <laughs> Marcus is wonderful back there. You're supposed to be quiet behind the mic. All right. So Haggai 1, chapter 1, right? Um, and we'll, uh, I want to start at verse 1, but let's just, you know, skip through all that. Let's just start at uh, verse 2. It says, thus speak of the Lord of hosts, saying, this people say the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. We should take care of God's house. It says, then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet. So, so, so the people were saying one thing, look, all that noise, right? That, that level, you know, of overwhelming was first. So then the word came and said, is it a time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house is lie waste, right? It says, now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. It says, you have so much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages, earneth. Now, we're talking about wages that we go out to work for, right? It says, earneth wages to put in it into bags with holes. It says, thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He said it twice. He says, you know, right? It says, it says uh, you know, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build, build a house. I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, said the Lord of hosts. Now, now, so what he's saying is, like, the first two levels tried to eat us up and try to get us to this level where we're so caught up in keeping up, we've lost sight of God and his house. Given our gifts, Given our time, right? Given our talents and given our treasure. Like we've lost sight of that. And it's, it says, so, so even though we're, we're like, I'm going to get to that once I gain this that was set up by everybody else, right? By the first two levels. It says, now we're putting money with bags and holes in it. It's, it says, we, we have, we're, we're, we're acquiring things, but we never have enough because we're caught up in the system. And the system is saying, all right, that's outdated. You can have something you like, and somebody will tell you, you going to wear that? Like, really? You, you wearing that? Pastor Keith, like, you got too much width in the legs, man. You need to skinny those down. You know, what's, what's, man, don't nobody wear that no more. Nobody who? Because I do. Because <laughs> I wear what I like. You understand what I'm saying? But you can, you can, you can. There could be never enough. You, 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 you find yourself uh, hungry and thirsty, not satisfied, as we talked about in the other teaching. And this is this place, that, that, that canker worm stage. All right, then you also have the caterpillar stage, and that's the, uh, they, they call that uh, uh, the, the stripping locust, right? Stripping. And the interesting thing is we know the caterpillar is the larva or the the immature form of larva is L-A-R-V-A. That's the immature form of the butterfly, right? Now, an interesting thing is it's the stripping uh, locust or type of locust because it's all about devour. 
And the thing you learn about devour in the Bible is Satan is seeking whom he may devour. And the way he tries to devour us is with fear. And he tries to create fear. And so, so think about it. Fear and operating in God's system, God's way. I'm afraid to do this because I might, not, I might lose the things that they're telling me I can get if I do what they tell me to do. Right? And so he tries to, he tries to keep fear in our mind. Oh, I got to keep up with this. I got to do this. got to do this. Well, if I don't do this, oh, what's going to happen if I don't do this? Well, keep us in that hustle. Keep us in that fear. Keep us in, in that grind. And, you know, God has a very simple, simple system for this too, you know, uh, to keep this devour off of us, Malachi 3. Right? It says, will a man, uh, verse 8, Malachi 3, 8, it says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithe and offering. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meet my house, and prove me. Now, herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not, number one, open up the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing you have, that, that there shall not be room enough to receive, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, right? Neither shall your vine cast forth her fruit before her time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So, so, so what's your purpose to do won't grow like weeds. It'll grow in this process to, to be able to handle the climate that it's in. You know, sometimes if you grow things too fast, it's not ready for the climate, and it withers away quick, right? You don't want to grow out of season. So this interesting thing about all these different insects, they're noted for their destruction of trees and plant life. Like, like, like you know, remember when uh, the plague, they did the locusts? The reason why that was so devastating is because, again, the locusts, was, was, they multiplied so fast, and they, 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 as they multiplied, they're, they're greedy and they're hungry, they're thirsty. And so they're wiping away vegetation like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, see, they're not growing in a process where they're taking what they need like the other insects, right? No, they're growing where they're growing in greed. And so when they, when they, when they took over the land, they wiped away everything, all the, the nourishment that everybody needed. And so all these different levels wipe away things, destroy things, overwhelm us, steal from us. God is saying, I'm going to restore the years that all these levels of sorrow, of being overwhelmed. Now, now but I noticed something in all of these, these, these four that was indicated, the palmer worm, the canker worm, and the caterpillar, they're immature for something else that's supposed to mature. The locust is the locust, <laughs> right? <clears throat> you know, they just take, but, but the, the other three levels if they mature, I mean, now you got a beetle, a moth, and a butterfly. Ain't nobody worried about no butterfly. <laughs> but that caterpillar can do some damage. It, it may look cute, but in this immature, thirsty stage, it can do some damage. Right? The beetle may look cute. In this immature, thirsty stage, it can do some damage. The moth may be, you know, fling it away, get your mothballs. But in this immature, thirsty stage, it can do some damage. And God's saying, I'm, I'm going to restore these things that this 
these immature, thirsty attacks from the adversary has taken. But now I'm going to have to mature you. Right? We're going to have to, we're going to have to evolve and we're going to have to grow up. We can't keep, like, like, like we, we've actually, unintentionally, we've actually lived in these stages. Like, almost like beyond toleration, you know, because I'm tolerating this almost like white knuckling, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, keep it up, keep it up. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's your toleration. Okay, all right, all right, keep it up. All right, okay, see, you, you, you don't know. You don't know what's happening. All right, keep it up, keep it up, all right. You ain't going to be, oh, all right, okay, see, see, okay. Uh-huh, all right, I'm about to show you. That's, that's toleration. No, no, we, we, we numb. We're not, we're not just tolerating. We live there. Like, like we, we are, we're living in these places, and God's saying, no, no, supernatural restoration is coming. I'm, I'm, we, I don't need you living here. I don't need you, you. You don't have to deal with none of this. So what I'm trying to do in your life, what I need you to, to, to set yourself up so I can, I can now have what I, what I birthed, what I designed. Since uh, Ezekiel 37, uh, verse 1 through, uh, 1 through 10, you know, he comes to the prophet. He says, so he talks to the prophet. Like, these stages have been happening for a long time. There's always something tore down, and God's trying to resurrect it. You know, like, there's always something tore down, somebody out of place, and God's like, okay, let's let, hey, 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 we, 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 I need you to repent, and we're going to change some things, right? And so, so he tells Ezekiel, he says, hey, hey. He shows him this, can these dry bones live? He's like, can the dry bones live? Like, what are you talking about? He says, he says can these dry bones live? So he sees the bones all over the place, and he tells them to prophesy. He tells them to take what I breathed in you and breathe life into these bones. And the interesting thing is just like... See, he's revealing a prophecy of restoration. Just like the cankerworm, palmerworm, and the caterpillar, there was three stages of taking stuff away. He's saying there's going to be three, three stages of you actually being, things being restored. Right? Because first there was, when he, there was bone to bone. So things had to get back connected. Right? <laughs> Right? Things had to get back in place. You know, pieces in place. Right? So there was bone to bone. But then there was the, the sinews or the ligaments to the flesh. Then there was something to hold them together. So the first stage was coming together. You know, so, so we had to come together first. Right? But then there's a stage where God is binding us together. There's things locking us together. And making us more flexible in how we move. So we can still get some things done without breaking each other. Right? Then there was a seal placed over. It was covered with skin. So when the bones came together and then the ligaments held them together and then the skin covered them, then God said, breathe on it. And, 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 and there was life. So when God rest, restores us, there's a, there's a coming together. There's a holding together. There's a covering. But then there's a life that we live. 
That's so he's saying just 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 as 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 the locust, the cankerworm, the palm worm tried to break you down, allow me to build you up. Right? Uh in in Mark chapter four, I was meditating on this. Even when 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 a seed is planted, it says first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. So there's stages. And so 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 you'll recognize almost like each quarter of this year, God is doing some things in stages. So uh, the part of the restoration, he's going to be bringing things together that we, we, like we didn't even think was possible. He's going to harmonize. He's going to put people in fits. But just getting in the fit is not enough. Now he's going to tie things in, right? Create a level of stronghold. You're, you know, uh, Ms. Lamar always says, well, don't uh, uh, keep the ranks closed, right? Right? But then he's going to cover us. If we're all over the place, imagine trying to uh, uh, place skin, the hands over here, the wrists over here, elbows over here. How does that look? No, he needs everything in place. When I broke my arm and it was in the L, the first thing had to do, they had to break it and they had to set it. Now, now as it was set, the, the reason which, which the way God designed our bodies, if you set things together, it naturally starts to heal and come together. And, and, and so the same thing when I broke my patella, two things took place. I, my, I shredded my tendon, the sinews is what that's talking about, right? That was covering it and keeping, like right now, you know, when I move and I'm flexible, right? The reason why my patella ain't falling off is because I have tendons. Like keeping every, you know, what was it, the, the ankle bone connected? To, right, right. So you, got, you, you have things holding it together. When that, when, when that tendon snapped, when the tendon shredded, well, the patella now was exposed. As soon as uh, that person hit me on my knee, it, it split in half, right? And so, so, so when, it, when, the, when the tendon popped, now my patella was on my thigh. I'm not trying to be graphic, but that's actually what happened. Well, part of it, four-fifths of it was on my thigh. The other part was still hanging out where it was supposed to be, right? And so, so they had to sew back that tendon, right? First, well, I'm sorry, they had to put the, the uh, patella in place and then sew the tendon over it. And so as it all healed, now it's like, you know, I'm running, I can jump, I can do whatever now, right? Because now everything is now solid in place, right? And, 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 and so, you know, they cut me open, right? But, but, but the skin healed over it because it can't stay exposed, right? It can't stay exposed because it, it could get damaged again if it stay exposed. And so we can't stay exposed to some of these things that's been tearing us down. Right? So he wants us covered. He needs us in place. He needs us locked in and he needs us covered. Right? And, and so, so he's saying, I'm going to take you through this process. See, see what I, what, what I, I, I don't want to spend long today, but we keep talking about restoration and sometimes we're like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to have everything. That would be wonderful. But there was a process for as much as you think it happened overnight, it did not. The destruction went through a process. It went through stages. You may not have recognized the stage, but it went through stages. 
It went through a stage of sorrow. It went through a stage of, of being overwhelmed. It went through a stage where you was pierced through, where even when I was trying to get back ahead, it seems like I was never getting where I was going. It's like I couldn't retain nothing. But I kept saying, you know, you ever like, you know, you, you find yourself in debt. You ever find yourself in debt? You're like, I'm about to get out of debt. You know, we're going to get out of debt. And you, you get to a point, you know, where you, you got little resources and you're like, finally, oh, I, 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 I use us. So as we were climbing out of debt, you know, so we never had no money in the, in the, in the account. You know why? Because we're in debt, right? All right, so... So then we, 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 would, we would get some money and we like, okay, we got we to gotta start saving. So we would get a savings account, right? And so now we got this reserve in the savings. But we can never hold it. Because what? We're in debt. So, so no matter how, how much we kept, you know, we're going to have this savings. I, th- I think for a while, obviously we're not like that now. For a while, we probably had like eight, nine savings accounts that lasted, you know, some of them were six months, some seven, some eight. But it was always a point like, we only got like $25 left. How is that possible? You know why? Because it was like we was putting money in bags with holes in it. As much as we tried to climb, we couldn't climb because we could gain, but we couldn't retain. You see what I'm saying? And so what God's trying to do is restore us to gaining, retaining, multiplying, and producing. But it's stages to that. Right? You see what I'm saying? It's stages to that. So he wants to restore us to that. Because some of us are in, are, may have more coming in. But our bottom line might be the same. But sometimes we ain't looking at the bottom line. We're distracted by more coming in. <laughs> but you know, if more coming in and you spend more, you have less. You say, man, that person looked like they paid. They got this, they got that. And your bottom line, let's say, let's say all things being equal, bills paid, everything's paid. Your bottom line is you have $500. Your net worth is $500. This person makes uh, $3 million and they're spending... million. Their net worth is minus $500,000. You are actually richer than they are with $500. But you're not looking at that. Right? You're not looking at the the bottom line. We ignore the bottom line because we know we're gaining but not retaining. God said, no, no, I'm restoring you back to gaining, retaining, building, growing, and overtaking everything in your life. But you got to allow me to put, put things back together. Tie them in, cover them, and breathe life on them. Right? So that's when he said, that's why I said, we think God's trying to restore what we lost. No, God's not trying to restore what we thought we were supposed to have. He's trying to restore what he planned the whole time. Stop kicking and screaming. You ever like get to a place where you see God's taking you to a place that you've never been and it seems like it's overwhelming. And, you, and, and, and so a part of you go, well, no, nah, I'm okay right there with this right here. You know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, no, nah, that's enough. Because it seems like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Exactly. God's saying, now you got to depend on me. 
right? Well, 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 God's trying to restore us to just trusting him. Do you understand everything we've ever done in our life, we didn't know what was going to happen? Even the dumb stuff, right? So, so a lot of things, like, do you understand, like, we're all at Ayers Christian Center Church, and it wasn't none of our vision. I mean, the actual Ayers Christian, you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the actual being in Charlotte, being at Harwood Lane, like, we couldn't have made this stuff up. We tried. We ain't know each other. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you, come on. You wanted, you, you was in another city, you know, listening to CDs. We don't even do CDs now. What would you do? I'm <laughs> you know, right? right? Like, do you understand? You, 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 we couldn't plan this stuff. But, but the challenge is we bones jumping around as opposed to staying in place. Allowing those, that, that, those tendons to solidify. Because what happens is we get antsy to do what we've done before. We get antsy to leave the door open and allow the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the caterpillars to sneak back in. Because we won't stay in place. And we won't allow God to cover us, to protect us from the devourer. We don't need to be destroyed no more. See, see, so, so, so it's going to take obedience to experience the fullness of God. And, and listen, some of y'all, oh, I'm going to say some of us, need to be com- commended. We really want to do right. And we've actually been making an effort to do right. And God's saying, I appreciate your effort, but I, I'll take it from here. Like, you, when we got to the devourer, you know what we did? God took us to a point where he's like, God, I got it from here. Now that you've had it and have allowed everything to actually go through its destruction, God said, appreciate you, appreciate all your assistance. It's to be commended. I'll take it from here you'll start to see yourself retaining, sustaining. You'll start to see it happening. It won't just be, uh, I call it the rubber band effect. Rubber band effect is this. You pull back, pull back, just because I'm trying to restrain myself. You pull back, you pull back, you pull back. You get to a point where you reach your limit. You let go. Now, you don't go back where you are when you let go, do you? You go to the whole other extreme. Now, y'all can relate to that, right? I'm gonna do the right thing, I'm gonna handle business, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the grind because I'm doing it in my own strength. So I'm doing good, but for a time. But when persecution and affliction arises for the word's sake, I get offended and I snap back to where I was before. Now, come on, how many people want to get off the roller coaster ride? Like, like, and so, so, so God is saying, I set you up with all the other visions so you learn to believe. So when you got to this one, believing would be your default. I showed you new beginnings in the year of new beginnings. Think about it. The vision was new beginnings in the eighth year. 
in the eighth month, we get this 21 acres. Well, you can't make that. We, at the beginning of the year, we didn't know we was going to uh, close on the building in the eighth month. And if, you, if, you go, if people go back, if people give testimonies of what was going on in their life, unsolicited, it was all types of new beginnings pop-ups. Some people can go back and look at when they got certain promotions. And I guarantee you it was during that year. Right? Then, then right after that, it was momentum. And if you looked at it, God was just like breathing momentum so people would believe. And I know some people was looking on the outside going, how was all this momentum? Why is it not happening to me? Because some people attached their faith to it and some people didn't. Then we went through full circle. Right? Right? What was last year? <laughs> I don't know why. I pray it every day. I should have so, so the power is breaking through. Now he's like, okay, you, you guys are seeing. And, and, and even all the way up to the end of the year last year, you've seen people broken. Broken in blessing and, and, and broken in contrite hearts. Remember, you just seen it. Like, I mean, fast weeks were phenomenal. Like, you know, just seeing, you know, seeing people just, just open up, you know. Uh, you know, people that, you know, Say they never cry. <laughs> guy over there in a Bruce Lee jacket. <laughs> right? But, but what I'm saying is, I added some humor to it, but, but it was power just broke through all over the place. And, and honestly, I've heard people say this, the anointing in the house was at another level. Like the power was breaking through, words, signs, wonders, miracles, all types of things was happening, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, unsolicited, not somebody going, oh, hold on, thus save the Lord, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. We weren't doing, weren't nobody doing none of that. Things were coming out of people, even, even the children. You know, there's people that, that, that came out to us like, I don't know what's going on with that kid, but they just said what was going on in my life with my, me and my mom. How would they know? And one person came to church and, and, and a young man said, uh, uh, either you need to get it right with your mom and stuff like that. And, and, and the young lady was in tears, like, like how does this, and, he, and, and the young man was just going about his business. Hey, you need to get it right with your mind. Almost like, <laughs> right? Because the power is breaking through. All that was setting up for this year. Supernatural restoration. And so now what are we going to do? Are we really, really, really going to stay in place? Allow the solidification, get cover, and let God breathe life into us that he's been trying to do for a long time. He's trying to shake up every atmosphere we're in by us getting in place. It never was about, I got a better car. I got a better house. I got a better position. I got a couple of dollars in my pocket. I'm saying it's a couple of dollars because compared to what God's about to do, it's a couple of dollars. So as much as you think it is, it's a couple of dollars. Yeah, but I got thousands now. It's a couple of dollars. Chump change. That's pretty good. Now, 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 at this point, y'all know me and Pastor Mel just ain't me saying nothing. Like, ain't nobody trying to blow smoke. You can't do that in a congregation. Listen, reality is you can't. You know why? Because if it don't happen, then you're a false prophet. Prophet. And ain't nobody trying to grow a church and people are like, this idiot, what is he talking about? No, we, we have to listen to God, 
me and that, me and that young woman, as much as sometimes uh, y'all don't do nothing, uh, we do do something. And I do apologize to you. You called me. I was disorientated. So I thought it was actually Monday. And we have counseling on Tuesday. But it was Sunday. And the next day was Monday. So I actually could have went to the game. <laughs> but anyway, that's another story. He knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was like, I was so lost. Like, well, no, according to our council schedule, this, that, and the other. Then I realized when it was too late that I was at the wrong day. But, but what I'm saying is, it's not punishment for us to set ourselves apart. Because we have to hear from God. And we have to, because we're going to be in a peace in hearing from God. And we know God's body and what God's plan is, is going to manifest. For us, it's all about God's plan and God's will, what God has shown us. What he's shown us corporately, what he's shown us what's supposed to happen to people individually. That's what it's about. So we're so excited about this year. We've been talking about restoration. We were talking about restoration early last year. Like throughout the year, we constantly was talking about ooh, what, what God's doing. And sometimes I wanted to share it because through, towards the end of the year, people were talking about stuff and they didn't realize it was in the vision, right? Because God starts out with a sprinkle before the downpour, right? And so, 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 so lock in, have faith, don't play around with this because in all honesty, what you've been looking for is restoration, but God's restoration. You can't be looking for God's restoration and put your hands on restoring yourself. That ain't never worked. And by now, you got to know that. I'm going to allow you, God, to restore what you want me to have. I'm not putting my hands on this no more. And you're going to look up. And you see, now, now you're going to have to worry about, like, okay, what's the catch? Is it too good to be true? That you're going to you're gonna have to. So what I would do is set yourself apart now so you can receive and absorb all that he's sending and not reject it with the too good to be true syndrome. So I would prepare yourself because God's about to do great wonders among you. I don't need you to receive it. I need you to do it <laughs> while you're playing. I, well, receive it too. I guess you do want to receive it. Yeah, receive it first. Look, 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 yeah. look your, your big brother back there said, yeah, Pastor, I think, you know, Nathan was like, she want to receive it first. <laughs> and then I need you to act. Act like you know. All right, that's all I have for today. Any thoughts or uh, insights? What it make you think about? How were you challenged?